Thank you, as always, for listening. In today's episode, Chris and I discuss what might seem like an unlikely source of inspiration for stories, NPCs, events, and moments in your games. Thanks for listening to Fluff and Crunch, where we talk about the connection and sometimes disconnect between system, setting, and story in tabletop RPGs. We can just get right to it. My weekend was good. Uh, we had, we were unfortunately down another player for Octon Cthulhu. One of my guys had a, a stomach bug. And so he didn't come around. And so that leaves me with the challenge of how to blend him in to an, a, a, a two-part adventure where the cliffhanger at the end of the second part was the team being buried inside a archaeological dig so i'm not really sure how how i'm gonna make him appear but uh but it was good it was good had some some good family stuff too and uh and a nice a nice weekend how about you yeah so I, I went to an event a marvel event on saturday which didn't go well which is better not they, the, the guy well, the guy who's running it didn't even turn up which he's now done two times in a row oh um so yeah like like let's literally play his kid run it which is not his kid like a like kid who's like really young uh which seems a bit unfair um but yeah it was meant to be this he'd run a sequence of events where the people who finished top four would get into this like final championship event uh, and I wasn't sure if I was even going. And then kind of literally a week before then said people, right, this is who's in and this is what plan it is. So then a lot of people couldn't do it. But it was meant to be groups of four and you'd play one in your group and the winner of each group would go through. And the initial group was because I'd won an event, the other people in my group for this championship event would be people that weren't weren't over that good. And I was like, oh, this is fine then. I'll, I'll, I'll do well. I might win the group. I might not, but um, you know, I'll win a couple of games. I hadn't really worked on who I was taking. I just had this rubbish roster that I'd knocked up and I thought, I'll be fine. And then the night, like stupidly late, like 10 o'clock the night before, he suddenly went, oh, well, like a bunch of people aren't turned up. Here's the new groups. And so I went from playing people that I could have beaten easily to two people that are like a really good players, one of whom I've never beaten on like eight attempts and another one who's really good. And it was like, and then you weren't even playing people in your group and it was a complete mess. Oh. I was like, oh, right. And I just didn't have time to change what I was taking or really think about it. So I went and just got stuffed. So it's a bit annoying. Um, but Sunday was good because it was Mother's Day here on Sunday. So, um, oh. it, was, <laughs> so it, was, it was Mother's Day, but it was also um, the Man U women were playing their game. They normally play at this like, tiny little stadium, which is quite a bit out of Manchester. So lots of people don't go and watch it. And they were playing this one at Old Trafford. So this is like the proper Man U stadium, which is also the, the biggest club stadium in the country. So it seats like, I don't know, 70, 80,000 people. Oh, wow. Um, and so obviously it wasn't going to fill that for the women. But when we go to the little place, the other side of Manchester, it's about a thousand, maybe between one and two thousand. So there's not a lot of people there. This was 20,000 odd people. Oh, that's fun though. So it's a, a massive improvement on how many people they normally get. So hopefully people will start coming to the other one. Cause I think there's a lot of people that like, Oh, I don't want to travel out this other thing. And it's like, it's like literally like we travel half, well, not half across, but like we travel the other side of the peak district. It's an hour and a half for us to get there. If you're, if you live on the West of Manchester, it's like 20 minutes. It's not far. Um, yeah, that's really good. But that was, so that's only like, it was like one off. It's once a year that they were going to play 
the women were going to play at the, the proper big stadium um and it happened to fall on mother's day so that's kind of cool, it's like can we still go me she's like yeah so we went out for breakfast and then we drove to manchester and watched the game and it was really good and we won so that was a bonus uh, oh, and then we came back and and me and, me and annie cooked a, a roast dinner for meat for tea so that was good so it was good it was a good day very good yeah mother's day here is in early may so and then my mother's birthday is at the end of may so i get the double whammy but that's good i don't mind <laughs> um okay yeah i mean that that sounds good actually it sounds like a a, a varied bummer that the the marvel thing didn't work out the way that it should have yeah. could have would have whatever but um I, I i had fun which is the main thing and also i got to finish early so i was back home at a decent time yeah, all right. so I that works i wasn't super good so it kind of worked out so. that works well today we're going to talk about sources of story inspiration and uh and this is my idea and so if you think it's strange you can blame me one of my most uh call it enduring or regular sources of story inspiration by this i mean maybe the plot for an adventure an npc a location a, a moment like a a scene even something as small as that uh, one of my most uh regular sources of inspiration is lyrics of heavy metal music lyrics of heavy metal songs so i wanted to talk about that today as a place that you can turn for inspiration and if you're not a fan of the music of this genre i will help you um <laughs> i will i will help you and you will recognize that, that, that there is virtue in this path um so that is what we are going to talk about today obviously this is system agnostic but we'll i'll mention some specific uh games and settings and things like that so what was your initial reaction to this when i said hey we should do this and by the way it's so bright in your house right now is that because the clock changed uh yes yeah, so yeah because so it's instead of being like the okay. sun well the sun is going down but it just happens that the white wall there so um, so yes it's still daylight at half six whereas previously it's been nighttime at half six recently okay all right it just looks different anyway back to my question uh yeah when you said i think i i liked the idea and i could see where you were coming from the main difference was you were talking lyrics and i can vaguely ever remember lyrics although there was, there was something i was listening to yesterday i think it was either yesterday or it was it was before yesterday saturday and then i was listening to, oh yeah these are really good lyrics i now cannot remember either the lyrics or what the song was or what the band was i have no idea so lyrics are very good familiar. but uh, yeah i came in the other way because particularly when you said you said lyrics but then you and you said you, have you said the genre yet you haven't metal yeah. heavy metal not hard rock there's a difference musically there's a difference oh, between yeah, hard yeah. rock and heavy so you can go on that you'd but. said metal and you'd said because i know you're a maiden fan and as soon as you'd said like all oh, you know the lyrics of like metal songs included iron maiden i immediately thought well, actually yeah iron maiden has loads of really cool album covers so if i was looking for inspiration and i was looking from heavy metal that was the one that sprang into my head mostly because a lot of the iron maiden covers to me stick in my head whereas i i, I couldn't picture i mean i know what the front cover of metallica's black looks like but that's cheating that's cheating <laughs> But I couldn't tell you like, almost any other thing, which actually kind of is the point. Like the Iron Maiden album covers are that good. That's why they stick in my mind. Like lots of other, either I don't know their music or clearly their albums aren't that uh, that amazing. That They haven't stuck in my head. Whereas there was loads straight away. I could think of like three 
um, three Iron Maiden album covers straight away. They went, oh yeah, I can think of okay. three, which are really good ones. And now I'm looking at more, but I've got three that I'll talk about. Yeah, it, it, I think that the, the big thing is that, um, you know, there's a, there's a difference between hard rock, musically hard, between hard rock and heavy metal, and we don't need to go into that. So I'm really talking about metal with a capital M here. Um, late 70s and throughout the 80s is really the, the height of this. There are a lot of subgenres out there now uh, with which I am less familiar but somewhat familiar that produce songs that have, and I'm talking lyrics here and a lot of the imagery as well, but uh, like with album covers or singles or just art that goes along with these things. Um, but I'm really talking mainly about lyrics. I've always been one who grabs onto the lyrics of a song. I mean, a, a, a good beat, a good rhythm, you know, the, the musicality of it is, is a dimension. The lyrics are another, and I'm a big fan of, of songs that are stories, either stories of events or made up stuff or people or whatever. Um, that's, uh, that, that's of, of deep interest to me. And so, um, one of the things that you'll find, and if you are younger and you didn't have the, the great fortune of growing up in the 80s, uh, if you didn't have that, then, uh, or if you, you were there, I'll remind you or state it that a lot of heavy metal bands of the late 70s and 80s, I don't know if it was because Tolkien was so big back then and the Hobbit cartoon coming out at the, in the late 70s, I don't know what was like the zeitgeist of the time that had so many of those, especially those bands that fit into the new wave of British heavy metal uh, category in the early to mid eighties. I don't know what it was, what, like what was in the soup or what was in the drugs or whatever, but like writing about explicitly fantastical topics was very common. Uh, and so there's a, there's just a, a, a heap of, of songs and bands in general that wrote a lot of music like this. And, uh, and that's what we're, that's what I want to point you to. So where, where do you want to start with this? Uh, do you want to ask me questions or do you want me to just start rambling? And then you can interrupt me with questions when I say strange things. Uh, I, I start with an example, start with an example of a song okay. with particular lyrics that, uh, would give you something. Songs that a, a specific song that would inspire yeah. me. Okay, I'm going to make this. I'm going to go for a really easy one. Um, there is an Iron Maiden song off their 1982. Is it 82 or 83? 83, whatever. Peace of Mind album uh, called Sun and Steel. And Sun and Steel does. It, it, it's just a. I don't know if it's a story that the. I don't know if it's based off of a story. I don't know. Well, actually, I'm seeing Sun and Steel is a Yukio Mishima novel. Hmm. Interesting. Maybe that's what it's based off of. If you read the lyrics, and I'll put a link to them in the, uh, in the notes, it's about a, a, a guy who is, you know, he kills his first man at 13. He learns to fight. Way of the Warrior. And it's just this, this march, this fast march through this guy who is all about his sword. And I don't know what kind of a story that, I mean, maybe it is based on the Mishima novel. I've read some other Mishima Yukio, but I haven't, I haven't read or even heard of that book. I'm not like well-versed in the guy, but this, like when I read lyrics like this, I, I don't, are you looking at them right now? Uh, no, I was looking at the, I'm on Wikipedia, so I'm on the album. Yeah. It's uh, it was Dick, it was uh, okay. Bruce Dickinson and Smith that, uh, that wrote it. Apparently. 
Okay. Oh, Dickinson yeah. and Smith. Okay. They, Adrian Smith, one of the guitarists, he, he writes nerdy stuff too. That's good. And Dickinson definitely does. But Harris, definitely. Um, so when I read this, I close my eyes and I, I make a little graphic novel out of it. <laughs> and it's no, really. I mean, it's not hard. It's not hard at all. To see, you know, the chorus is sunlight falling on your steel. Death in life is your ideal. Life is like a wheel. Like, what's that supposed to mean? You know, you, I, I get this vibe of this. If this was D&D, this would be like a lawful neutral knight or something like that. Who just like slashing people open is my job. I don't think about it. I just do it. And so it, it, I, I get this imagery and, you know, maybe there's a maybe there's a character Maybe there's a protagonist or an antagonist that I draw out of this. This idea of you killed your first man at 13 and by 16 you'd learn to fight. Okay, the way of the warrior. Maybe that's something I say, all right, this is a, um, I'm going to create like a little, like a, I don't know, some kind of a school or something. Or there's some kind of like cult that does this with young kids and trains them to be like warriors or assassins. Or Again, I just read the lyrics and I start creating a graphic novel. So Maiden, Son, and Steel is a, uh, I think, a good first example. Um, I'll throw another one out there, another Maiden song. And incidentally, Maiden is just, I mean, you mentioned the album covers. Uh, Maiden is like the deepest well from which you can draw all kinds of ideas. Um, their lyrics, I mean, they write so much about history and uh, uh, mythology that you could just pull directly from that. Uh, but I'm going to pull from their 2000 album, uh, Brave New World, The Wicker Man, which to someone from the UK, like The Wicker Man, that that should that should resonate, shouldn't it? I mean, and it's 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 loosely, I guess, I don't know if they loosely based it on the the goofy movies or that horrible Nicolas Cage movie, which I recommend you don't see, uh, or are they loosely basing it on the um, the old uh, mythology or stories of The Wicker Man? Uh, but, um, but there's another one, you know, turning to this and just thinking like, well, you know, if you want to, if you want to run it off of, of lore, you've got this idea of, you know, maybe some twisted village and, and, you know, they're doing this to people, or this is something that maybe some folks are using almost like a, like a golem. I don't know. Um, but again, it's taking the lyrics and turning it into a graphic novel and uh, and turning it up, as Spinal Tap would say, as Nigel Tufnell would say, turning it up to 11. All right? Turning it up to 11 to, to make it just like gonzo. Uh, and I think a lot of these lyrics will, will, will do that. It's funny you said Brave New World, because Brave New World is one of the three album covers I, I picked ahead of time. Um, and actually, Brave New World is probably one of my favorite Maiden albums, because I didn't start listening until Maiden until sort of the mid nineties at the point where unfortunately Bruce Dickinson left and they replaced him with yeah. the God awful. I'm not going to mention his name because no. Um, uh, let me just say this really quickly. <laughs> Poor blaze Bailey was forced to sing outside of his natural register that there, that guy was, I, I feel badly yeah. for the guy. He was never right for that band. No. And, and anyway, but luckily Bruce came back and they did brave New yes. world. Um, I mean, actually turned lyric wise that I think my favorite song and it has tons of really good lyrics on it is, um, out of the silent planet which yeah i think back in the day where i still used to do things like i would write my like top 10 films and top 10 songs and stick it on a like a blog no i didn't have a blog but that's what i mean a full-on website um i think out of the silent planet was probably my number one uh, number one song of the year isn't that a c.s lewis book i have no idea um i believe 
But uh, yeah, cover-wise, uh, Brave New Worlds were because uh, actually what I mentioned some of the other ones, they do jump around like like you said, they like history, but occasionally that two of the covers I've got kind of go more futuristic. So Brave New Worlds a weird cover. This is this is really good for for podcasting this. I'm gonna just I'm gonna talk about art. Um it so is. yeah, you know, like look, look look at you can look it up. You have the internet. Search Brave New World Iron Maid. Um, I'm gonna stick it on the blog as well. But uh yeah, it's kind of like a futuristic picture of London. So it's like it's clearly London because you can see Tower Bridge um and you can see bits of the London skyline and the, and the Thames. But then everything in it is like super futuristic. But then over that is this like it's I an mean, Eddie's, which is if you don't know, it's like kind of the sort of the mascot of Iron Maid in this kind if of. You thing. don't know. I want to know what rock you've been hiding <laughs> under. I mean, that's just um, crazy. But it's kind of like sort of it's it's not necessarily a skull, but it's kind of skull looking, kind of really sort of uh, emaciated. The word, but yeah, kind of really like it, you know, it looks skin, like this desecrated kind of word. cloud skull leering over yeah. the city. So it's you know you could ignore that, and it's just a straight up. It's like a cool fantasy version of London. So straight away, you're like oh yeah, cool, that's a cool setting. I'm going to go in a it's like a cyberpunk version of London. But actually, yeah. then then we're throwing into that. We've got this you know big kind of like we said this leering skull ghost thing over the top of it with other kind of creepy ghost things coming out of it so whether you know this is i mean if you were like playing riffs this would be right up your straight here we go we've got a cyberpunk we actually you can't stand but you know we've got a cyberpunk version of london with weird demon ghost things about to attack it yeah. or you know straight away said in terms of a graphic this this could be this is a one-off adventure like we talked about uh, recently um you could easily turn this into a one-off or this could be a whole campaign um, but, you know, this is one piece of art and straight away, look at it and go, huh, yeah, I can think of cool things to do with this. Um, and right. as, as an added bonus, there's a bunch of really cool songs on it as well. Yeah, that one, I mean, like you said, remove the skull and just ask yourself, okay, how did London come to look like that? When is this, when is this, when did this drone picture get taken? Because that's what it looks like. Um, you know, London is a combination of there's a little bit of the old in it and there's all these weird like spire with spheres on them type buildings, but it's also very green. It's like this verdant green, like nature has like aggressively taken over and you see some of the old buildings and all this new stuff. So when and what, again, here's a, here's a page in your graphic novel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. And the, that album also has it's got the Wicker Man and it also has the excellent The Mercenary, which if you if you have an idea of like some kind of fantasy warfare type campaign or the mindset of maybe like a leader of a mercenary company, that's where I, I find in lyrics ideas for characters or small like organizations, like a, like a clump of people and their vibe, like their idea. Read the lyrics to the song The Mercenary. Uh, I think you could. You could pick up like, okay, here's the attitude of the the captain of this company of mercenaries. Seriously, like, you know, there. go read the lyrics. Um, they're right there for you. Move to another band or another topic or where, where do we go next? Uh, well, I still got Al- Iron Maiden albums. Let me just do my two other album covers and do then because then, then we can stay on Iron Maiden for the second. Um, the two other ones I've got then. So Brave New World is relatively recent, isn't it, compared to... 2000 yeah so not not that recent but compared to some of the older stuff it's kind of right um so i'll go slightly back in time let's go back in chronological order uh so you could go you could go somewhere in time uh, well ironically as you say that (laughs) that's the next one um so yeah somewhere in time this is 1986 um this is this is straight up again this is cyberpunk this is a proper cyberpunky thing so 
like Eddie in this time has got like a laser pistol. He's got like kind of crazy cyber ar- armor on it. Um, it's like all his muscles are augmented with stuff in it. So he's like properly yeah. like, you know, if this was like, you know, cyberpunk or shadow run, this is probably someone who's gone like almost like a full ball conversion. looks like he's replaced everything. Um, but then we've got this like, you know, kind of cool stuff. And it's, 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 you know, it's properly cyberpunk because you've got the things that look like they're neon and flashing lights, but then there's kind of, it's also a bit dirty and grimy in places. Um, and actually, I'm looking at there's a really there's a big version of the album cover which which uh, has a, a link to the next one I'll talk about in the background, which is weird. But there's a whole bunch of stuff in here. If you look at the full version, there's there's a fallen angel. Is that from Brazil? Well, no. Here, okay. Here's the fascinating thing about the the power the, the somewhere in time album, and it, you you need to find the the landscape picture yeah. that shows that shows the whole piece of art, which is the the cover and the back. You have the fallen angel. The fallen angel is Icarus. Which is Flight of Icarus off of Peace of Mind. Oh, this album cover is covered in Easter eggs referring to things from the band's past and other songs. If you look on the bridge, if you're looking at the back cover and you see where there's like a, a pedestrian bridge above the street, there's a clock in the middle of it. It says 2358. That's two minutes to midnight. Two minutes to midnight <laughs> was their single off the power slip. So this album is covered, is absolutely covered in um in, in Easter eggs that refer to things uh from throughout the band's history. But yeah, I, here's here's nerdy for you. Uh in the 90s, uh I had mentioned in another one of our episodes that one of the the one of the best like real live campaigns that I ever played was I was a player in a cyberpunk 2020 campaign back in like 94, 95, something like that. And my character eventually became a full board conversion. And what did my full board conversion look like? Eddie from somewhere in time. Like that's how, that's how over the top we played cyberpunk. Like people bought metal gear that looked like stormtrooper armor. And so I was like, screw it. I'm going to be a full board. I'm going to do Eddie from somewhere in time. Uh, uh, yeah, this is something you're looking at. Like this, this is a yeah. You could do. I'm not a fan of rifts. I'm certainly not no. a fan of rifts or Shadowrun. But like the fantasy sci-fi magic, like the implications of this piece of art is that there's all those things active. You know, as a matter of fact, I always thought it was cool that the preceding album is Power Slave, which we should talk about next. That yeah. cover <laughs> and some songs off of it. And this album, which follows it on the back cover, it looks like you're looking at the pyramid from the preceding album, albeit from the other direction. Like you've gone over to the other side and it's like this, you know, cyberpunky city. So, um, yeah, so I'm glad I did it in this order. So like, you know, this, this is a great album cover for just inspiring you to, you know, there's pictures of characters, there's vehicles, there's what the buildings look like. Um, it's what the, you know, off the beaten path looks like just for just an idea of like you know if you were struggling your own cyberpunk world but then this does go if you look at the back of the album cover now we've got this you know you can see planets and distance but we have this bizarre link to um the next one i was going to talk about which is the the power slave cover which despite what it sounds like power slave you think oh yes power slave you know power slave sounds like it would be cyberpunk because that's what it sounds like um no power (laughs) slave is just this full-on like ancient egypt we've got sphinxes huge big massive big pyramid eddie's just the statue in this one it's got you know your, your classic egyptian you know jackal cat-headed things big snake on the top of it um and then we've got this big pyramid with like lightning coming off it and it's just an awesome album cover for go you know and this could be yep. this could be a fantasy world we're going right we're going to go really into the egypt we're going to go like this is you know this is magic on the egypt we're going to go to the real extent of how big this pyramid is 
or actually if you're playing something like oh another system you hate um torg this is there we go this here's one of those big giant pyramids that the bad guys would have that they probably shoot death rays from the top of um which actually, that's what it looks like there's a funny thing it kind of moves away like if i switch go back to the somewhere in time thing i'm thinking like all right we've got a cyberpunk city here with a big ancient pyramid in the background this is like a pre precursor to torg because Torg didn't come out until like the mid nineties. You need to stop right now. You need to stop right now because you're painting Torg on my Iron Maiden. No, and that I, is not Iron right. Maid, Iron Maiden spawned Torg. There you go. It's Iron Maiden. That's right. Yeah. Bruce, Bruce Dickinson uh, plays Torg backstage. <laughs> I doubt. Somehow I think. Yeah. Um, but know, that's, I, I, yeah. Another perfect example. That's the last one I'm going to use of just like properly quality album covers that can inspire you to. And it's just one picture. Um, but there's so much yeah. stuff going on in this picture, and it's just an album cover. So good. Well, and you know what, too? Like with this, just, I mean, steel. You know, it, you could just take this and think, like, this is a massive tomb. I mean, it's absolutely massive. And there's obviously this burial going on as, like, Eddie's sarcophagus is carried up into his crotch. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, what could you draw from this? What's going on in there? You know, who, who's, who died? What does this mean? Um, it's interesting, actually, the, the lyrics for the title track off this song, uh, the, the whole song, Power Slave, is about a pharaoh who, who's, it seems like he's bought into the I'm the God King his whole life, and now he's coming to the end of his life, and he's starting to question if that means anything. He's like, the, the God King is questioning his own mortality. And, you know, that's, that's a little bit of a riff on, on a bit of, like, actual mythology, Egyptian religion of that time. But I don't know what you could draw from that. Like, what would happen if the, uh, uh, you know, in your sword and sorcery world, the, um, the god king is coming to his end and he starts to, like, you know, thrash. Like, he has an end of life or a midlife crisis. I don't, I don't know what that would look well, like. I'm but again... I, I'm looking at this and thinking like, you know, they take his body up there, but actually what they do is they like stick it in some chamber near the top and it leeches power. Like well, that's all this power around here leeches power from all the people in like, you know, the local area and it goes into him. Or, so then he lives again or reincarnates. Yeah. Or well, actually, the, and you know what? That was convenient because it, the lyrics he's in that, the title track is, I don't want to die. I'm a God. Uh, why can't I live on? There you go. So maybe maybe that's what your horrible sword and sorcery leader is being drawn up to. This temple, this this temple tomb has been built to like draw the life forces out of everyone around there. Maybe if you turned, or maybe if you were watching, looking at this image, and you yourself turned 180 degrees around, there would be like tens of thousands of slaves arrayed arrayed in like a massive ring around this this pyramid, about to have all their life force sucked out. Now and then, then the then the the king comes back and he's like healthy and hale, uh, which that provides a segue. I'm going to step away from Iron Maiden for a moment to another new wave of British British heavy metal or power metal band, Judas Priest. And I'm going to point to the lyrics of an old song of theirs, which I am most familiar with through their Unleashed in the East live album. The song's called Tyrant, <laughs> and. If you read the lyrics to Tyrant, it and you close your eyes and you see like sword and sorcery, like the beginning of Conan, like the raiding, you know, the, the horrible uh, set worshipping snake cultists just rampaging through people's villages, destroying them, seeing them as objects and just crushing them. That's the Tyrant. So again, I read the lyrics to this 
and I close my eyes and I write a graphic. I, I can't draw. I can't draw to save my life. But in my mind, I can. And so I create the graphic novel that my hands cannot. And uh, and then I'll turn the song on and I'll listen to it and I'll page through my graphic novel. And it just it just comes to me. You know, maybe that's because I'm left handed. I'm super visual. But um, but again, inspiration for story, inspiration in this case for an individual character. And the lyrics, your very lives are held within my fingers. I snap them and you cower down in fear. You spineless things who belly down to slither to the end of the world. You follow to be near. So it's like I see like all the little like the sycophants and the court attendants who, who, who you know, pander to this awful tyrant. You know, again, sword and sorcery, I think, would be the, the best setting for something as awful as this. Uh, like modern 5e just doesn't have room for that level of cruelty. Um, but yeah, Priest has a couple others. Judas Priest has a few others. Uh, there's a song off of Screaming for Vengeance called Bloodstone. And I have had a Bloodstone in past campaigns. I have no idea what it is. I have no idea what it was inspired by. But it sounds like a magical thing. And so I listen to it. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's cool. Again, graphic novel. And then they have another, they have a song off of uh, Defenders of the Faith called The Sentinel, which I created an NPC out of, like a tomb guardian. If you read the lyrics to The Sentinel, again, I'll put the link in there. Um, it's about this like throne dagger wielding person who is, it sounds to me like is, is defending or holding this one location. And again, like the ultimate lawful neutral tomb guardian. That's what I, what I created out of it. So again, just turning to the lyrics and, and, uh, and taking something out of them um, and creating an NPC. So Tyrant, great NPC. Uh, the Sentinel, another great NPC. I also recommend uh, anything, pretty much anything by Ronnie James Dio. Uh, if you look at Dio album covers, I don't know if you, I, I was never much of a Dio fan, like a couple of his songs I dug, but musically he really, it just didn't really speak to me, but all the album covers are like over the top. Uh, like I'm, my friends and I were convinced that like Dio was playing D and D in his tour bus. Um, he was not chasing after, uh, after co-eds, he was playing D and D. I try, I literally, my, I, yeah, anyways, I'd never even heard of Dio until I'm guessing it was something to do with the, you like Jack Black's, um, Whatever his band's oh. called, Tenacious D and oh, yeah, yeah. Of Destiny thing. That's the, I yeah, guess Dio's the album covers. And, and, yeah, songs are so much like that. So much in, in that that vein. Uh, other other bands. I actually have a I have a playlist that I've created for a world that I've been working on on and off on and again over the years. So I've got a bunch of Maiden, a bunch of Priest, um, some Anthrax. Uh, a terrific old English death metal band that sadly is no longer around anymore called Bolt Thrower. You and I talked about this a bit ago. Uh, Bolt Thrower was around in the 90s and into the early aughts. And most of their album covers was were, was art from Warhammer 40K. So if you've got a band whose album art is already Warhammer 40K images, that tells you like they're already in the gaming vein. Uh, and there's some lyrically, there's some stuff that has jumped out to me from there. Megadeth, Typo Negative's Wolf Moon, which is clearly about werewolves, <laughs> um, like creepy vampire metal. Uh, I'm not a big fan of Gojira. I don't know. Have you, have you heard of Gojira? Vaguely. <laughs> well, I, French. I was thinking like, no, that's because I know that Gojira is Godzilla in Japanese. So I'm going to go with no. That's what they're, that's what they're <laughs> named after. That's what they're yeah. named. They're a French metal band that's named after the Japanese pronunciation of Godzilla. 
Uh, and I'm not a big fan. There's there anyway, but they have one song called From the Sky. And I remember years ago when I was planning, when Eberron was released for 5e, I started planning my first like 5e Eberron campaign. I, uh, I don't know how I heard this song, but you know, there's that big question in Eberron, like what caused the morning? What caused Seer or Siri or Kyre or however you want to call it? What, what blew it up? And I didn't have an answer. But something about this song, again, closed my eyes, heard, can't understand the lyrics at all, haven't even read them. Uh, but the, the word, the title of the song, I closed my eyes and I was thinking about the morning and I just saw like this, you know, cloud of like roiling death rushing toward the, the, the eye. Like if I was the viewpoint character, this was my graphic novel, the, this, this roiling wall of death, you know, like fire and smoke and billowing and whatnot was rushing toward him as he stood in his, his manor house near the, 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 the borders of Seer and saw this expanding death from the center of the, the country. And this was the soundtrack to it. <laughs> uh, so that's, and maybe this is something that like you need to get into the vibe of, or maybe you're just not very visual in that respect. But, um, but I, like I said, I, I keep coming up with, with ideas based on these things. Um, based on the lyrics. And it's, like I said, it's almost all actual metal bands. It's not hard rock stuff. You, you, you're not going to listen to a song about driving your car fast or picking up girls and get a, uh, you know, <laughs> Guns N' Roses is not going to be a font of ideas for, for RPG campaigns, uh, whereas uh, Judas Priest or Iced Earth will be. Yeah, I think, honestly, I mean, don't, don't be afraid to, to take inspiration from weird directions or, or call them non-traditional directions. Like we all steal from books and movies, but, um, you know, music is lyrical music, at least is just poetry with a beat. Uh, and so again, if you're, if you're looking for, I mean, I've, like I said, drawing NPCs, uh, drawing moments, uh, drawing locations, not often locations, but sometimes, um, plot hooks or ideas um or events scenes um don't uh, don't think that song lyrics especially though metal you can't use as a as a wellspring i doubt you're going to find anything in a pop song because uh, pop is horrible and you're not going to find anything in contemporary country unless you want your games to be about trucks drinking or losing your girlfriend that when i've brought this up to people you know just in conversation it's often people look at it as like, oh, that's kind of, that's a novel place to turn. Like we all turn to the books that we read and the movies we see and the TV shows that we watch. Um, but art and classic album cover art, I mean, go find a Yes album. Now that's obviously not, uh, that's not metal. Prog rock from the 70s. But um, art can definitely be, should be an inspiration. But like I said, I mean, uh, Songs are just poetry with a beat. And, um, and if you want action uh, or potentially some degree of violence, then, uh, then the tone of metal uh, is fitting for inspiration. You should listen to metal. It's good for you. Um, if you're angry, it will calm you down. And, um, and it's better than pop music. Unless you're going to actually sit and listen to it. Most metal, well, that's not true. A lot of metal sounds angry, but... Uh, again, like you said, a lot of it, like a lot of Maiden being the one I'm more familiar with, but like, like you said, a lot of Maiden songs are they're telling a story. 
So they might have like, you know, big drums and big guitar solos and be reasonably fast paced, but it's not always angry. It's not like if you go into, you know, death metal where then, yeah, probably it's probably just screaming and shouting. You can't even hear it. And it is just noise. But yeah, that's that. I think that's the big thing, actually, like musically. I like (laughs) I like the stories. And so many of these stories are drawn from history or mythology. And there's there's thought to it. And and again, it's a story. Be inspired by a story. Steal from it and your friends will never know. If your friends are listening to bro country, they'll never know. (laughs) No, no, they won't. They'll never know. Thank you so much for listening. You can visit our show's homepage at anchor.fm slash fluff and crunch. That's F-L-U-F-F-N-C-R-U-N-C-H. We would really appreciate feedback and reviews on whatever podcasting platform you're listening to this on. Thanks so much.